Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Friday night episode of Speak Now Pro Wrestling. I'm your host, Denise Salcedo. Welcome if you're watching live on YouTube or if you're listening to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I want to thank you guys so much for being here. It is July 14th and we got SmackDown to talk about. We are just a couple weeks away from SummerSlam, so we're making our way to the actual pay-per-view. We're building it. We're getting there. And there's so much to talk about. Um, I do want to apologize for not being here last week. I did. I was actually planning on doing my show last Friday night. However, as most of you know, I had a personal family issue uh, last week, which I wasn't here for. So due to that, I didn't get to do the show. So I do apologize to everybody in advance for that. Um, thankfully, I was able to come back this Tuesday and this Wednesday to talk about NXT and also AEW. So kind of getting back into the rhythm of things, um, which was has been very nice. Uh, before we get into SmackDown and everything that did occur, I do have a couple of announcements to make because this whole week is kind of nuts. There's so much coming to you. And there's also a couple of other things that I can't divulge too much info but just a heads up for this week tomorrow i will be here for the collision post show so tomorrow i will be here to talk about collision i'm looking forward to that because we got the finals of the men's owen hart tournament and also the women's owen hart tournament so i'm looking forward to getting to talk about all of that for collision tomorrow so that's going to be a whole lot of fun and then on top of that next week so let's see Next week's a little complicated, guys. So next week, I will not be on the Raw post show, and I will also not be on this NXT post show. And uh, the reasons for that is that I will be out of town for something, and I can't really give information just yet as to what I will be out of town for, but... Uh, I You'll find out when you find out. And then on top of that, I will be back here on Wednesday next week with Reg. And we will be talking about blood and guts and AEW and all of that good stuff. And then getting back to the normal schedule. So I appreciate everybody for being so flexible and, uh, you know, getting to be here for all the shows and stuff like that. So I appreciate you guys a whole lot. Also, just a heads up to everybody you want to help support this podcast, keep us funded, keep us going by say us, I say me, because there's nobody else here but me on this stream right now and everybody here. So so if you want to keep me funded, keep this show going, you're more than welcome to uh, send in any super chats as we can continue on. So here we go. We got a couple here. Uh, the first one here is a very generous one from Tim Weiner Jr., uh, who also happens to be a YouTube member. So thank you so much for kicking us off with a very generous super chat. Tim says, hey, Denise, I have not watched smackdown yet but i just wanted to say have a great show could you possibly wish my twins a happy birthday they will listen tomorrow they are brooke and ben thanks in advance so oh my god happy birthday to brooke and ben i don't know how old you're turning but uh, i hope you have the very best birthday and i love twins by the way i have two twin brothers Justin and Jonathan and twins are the best twins are the best and they're so different so even though if you are I don't know if you guys are identical or uh, fraternal twins but even if you're identical twins you have such different personalities and it's so cool to see the different personalities but it's also really cool to see the similarities when you have uh, twins in the family so honestly happy birthday to both Brooke and Ben and thank you so much to Tim for the uh, generous super chat uh, Darf Steven says let's party uh, thank you so much for also sending in this super chat okay Tim says they're turning 11 oh my god 11 11 years old that is that's awesome 11 is like 
the age, man. It's the age. You're just out there having fun being a kid. It's great. It's seriously great. All right. So let's get to it. Let's talk about Friday Night Smackdown and what went down here today. What was good? What was not good? Let's get to it. I want to kick things off with how we closed off the show. And that is all of the women's stuff that is going down right now. So we had Asuka defending the WWE Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. But this has all kind of gotten sort of chaotic. So since last week, we've been seeing attempted cash-ins during any segment involving Asuka, the champion. And then we continued it here today. So I almost feel like their motto, their thing right now for the women's division is chaos and it's kind of working honestly i'm really liking what we're seeing with the women's division i didn't get to see this last week but the segment that they did where they had oscar out there then bianca then eo sky and then bailey and charlotte flair and all these women involved it was a very fast segment because last week's show had about like a 35 40 minute segment of the bloodline and then we had a super quick AJ Styles carrying cross match and then we also had this very quick women's segment and then of course we had the Grayson Waller edge match at the end so for the most part it was a show that flew by and they're keeping it going similar to this with the women's stuff where it's just chaotic they're involving all the women into this but it's actually working and so what we've got here today in the start of the night was a promo that Bianca Belair cut. So Bianca comes out there and she basically says that she's been jumping through hoops, but that tonight is her night. Tonight she is going to show Asuka that patience is virtue and that vengeance is sweet. So she did get to say uh, a couple of those things until she was interrupted by Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair comes out there and she basically tells Bianca Belair that she's actually manifesting a win for Bianca Belair. And the reason she's manifesting this win for her in particular is because she wants to face Bianca Belair in a match. She wants Bianca Belair with the title and she wants to face her. I thought this was kind of interesting because we get this back and forth with Charlotte and Bianca. But then backstage, you have Asuka, who's watching this. And I'm thinking, if I'm Asuka, I would be pissed. I would be livid that these two women are out here excluding me from the conversation when I'm the god dang champ. So if I'm Asuka, I'm pissed, man. But whatever. That's what we got between Charlotte and Bianca. So with the actual match, Asuka, Bianca, they're having their match. They're doing their thing. And there's a moment where Bianca... KOD's Asuka into the commentary table. And we don't know if Bianca was going to defeat Asuka or not. Why? Because then all of a sudden, Bailey comes out. Eo Sky comes out. And so Charlotte Flair sees that they're out there. So she goes out there too. And she helps out Bianca by hitting Bailey and Eo Sky with a big boot. So she kind of eliminates them. But Bianca and Charlotte then end up arguing. So this is just chaos all around. Chaos all around. And Eo Sky once again tries to cash in her Money in the Bank briefcase. But instead, 
Asuka ends up misting Bailey, and so she never actually gets to cash in her Money in the Bank briefcase. So this was a lot that went down because they're very making this very chaotic. But basically, uh, this is pretty much going the direction that I expected this to go into, which is for SummerSlam, I'm very much expecting clearly to be seeing a triple threat match. Or God, at this point, maybe even more than that, because I was going to say it would just be Charlotte, Bianca, and Asuka. Io Sky doesn't need to be in the match because she has the Money in the Bank briefcase. But I'm wondering if maybe I don't think they're incorporating incorporating Bailey at all because Bailey's she's we'll talk about Bailey later on because she's involved in a whole other story too. But I'm still expecting the triple threat for SummerSlam, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna tease another cash in there. Here's the thing: I'm pretty sure. WWE is aware of the conversation surrounding the fact that the women, the Money in the Bank briefcase holders for the women, don't ever hold the briefcases for very long. And so finally, for the, the first time in quite a while, they're actually letting them milk it. And so now they're overdoing it by doing all of these attempted cash-ins, right? So we'll see what we got here. But we got a couple of super chats to get into. And this one's from Dream Ninja 77 who says, I was pretty entertained on the show. The Shotzi stuff, the Lashley Prophets tease, the Jay Uso segment, LA Knights, the four-way, the women's title scene, all interesting stuff. I agree, Dream, Dream Ninja. I think they gave us some things that, for the most part, like with the bloodline, they weren't to me... Like last week's Bloodline segment with the trial of Roman Reigns, there was a whole lot there to unpack. Today, there wasn't as much with the Bloodline. There was a little bit, which we'll get to. Not as much as last week, but still a little bit. But I think that that Lashley Profits tease, and I might as well talk about it right now. So the Street Profits go outside the arena. And there's this car that pulls up, this very, very fancy looking car. And I'm thinking... Huh, who are they waiting for? What's going on here? And out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Bobby Lashley comes out the door. And then Street Profits get in the car and they all leave, I guess, to go hang out or something. And I'm thinking, okay, here's what's been going on with Bobby Lashley. So poor Bobby Lashley got screwed out of a wrestle. Well, I don't want to say screwed out of a WrestleMania match. Maybe that's too mean, but he got, he, okay, let's be real. He got, he didn't get a WrestleMania match. He kind of got screwed. He didn't get his WrestleMania match. He was supposed to be uh, feuding with Bray Wyatt and they were supposed to do something there. They had started it. We all remember. And unfortunately due to what Bray Wyatt is dealing with, they weren't able to, do that match. But then they also didn't find Bobby Lashley a match. I remember actually interviewing Bobby Lashley literally a day, two days before WrestleMania asking him. And he's like, yeah, uh, like I forgot what he told me, but he basically said like, I don't know. They're still figuring out what's going to happen with me. Right. And so he kind of got screwed out of a WrestleMania moment, a WrestleMania match. And then after that, there really wasn't much of a big follow-up for Bobby Lashley. And so it kind of sucks because Bobby Lashley is freaking awesome. Like he goes out there, he does a great job. He's been in some top-notch storylines. I know when I spoke to Bobby Lashley in that interview that I mentioned, he said he wanted to start a, he, he had mentioned 
maybe getting back together the hurt business and going up against the bloodline and he had also mentioned wanting a big time program with roman reigns and who doesn't i'm sure the line is outside the door of people who want to have a program with the bloodline or roman reigns but he didn't hasn't gotten that yet so the street profits i also want to bring them up because the street profits are really a cool tag team. They're a cool act. They've got everything that you need to get this tag team over. But I feel like we've gotten the same thing for the Street Profits now for, for months. Like there has been nothing new with the Street Profits. They're the same exact version. They're the same act. They're the same everything. Everything that we know about the Street Profits. Like you already know what to expect from them there was even kind of this moment this brief period not too long ago where many of us even thought that font Montez Montez Ford Montez Ford was maybe even going to go off in a singles run but did not and so it kind of feels like we already know what to expect from the Street Profits so I hope that Bobby Lashley and Street Profits may be coming together maybe becoming some sort of stable since like Drew McIntyre says all these stables be popping up I really hope that does become a thing because it would be fresh it would be cool and it would benefit both Bobby Lashley and and the Street Profits a whole lot. So hopefully we do get that. James Hammond sends in a super chat saying John Cena could return to WWE due to the strike. There's a lot going on with the strike, guys. And um, my best friend, she actually works for The Hollywood Reporter. And so I was watching her video today um, about the strike. And it's just, oh my God, guys, it's so scary. And I have friends, a lot of friends who work both on the media side in entertainment, but also on the acting side. And it's very scary for them guys. Like my friend who's an, who's an actress, she is damn like, you know, she's trying to make it right. Like she's trying to make it in acting. Like she's not a series regular on anything yet. She's not, you know, some big actress yet. She's trying. And unfortunately right now, there's no work. There's no work. There's no opportunities. And even if there is, because you have, you're in solidarity with the strike, like you can't go and take these jobs. So it's very scary for a lot of people right now. And man, I'm don't even want to know what that's like. But um, yeah, so hopefully that can get resolved. But it's been a while now. The strike has been going on for quite some time now. Um, we got another super chat here from Stephen Marchulli. Thank you so much to Stephen who says, the three-way WWE women's title will be lit. Bailey will cost EO Sky down the line. Uh, Bailey, you know, Bailey is your, she's a mean girl, man. When you want to take notes from someone who knows how to be a mean girl, it is Bailey. And so, yeah, they've been teasing Bailey EO Sky having some issues now for quite some time. Let's not forget how EO Sky won the money in the bank in the first place by legitimately handcuffing Bailey and freaking Becky to each other in the ladder, screwing them and getting her opportunity. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely got to happen somewhere down the lines. Thank you so much to Stephen Marchulli for the super chat. I appreciate you a whole lot. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and continue on from here. So we talked about the women and what went down with them. We talked about the Street Profits, the Street Profits and also the uh, possible collaboration with Bobby Lashley. We got another super chat here from Bear Hudson. Hey, Bear. Uh, haven't seen you in a hot minute. Thank you so much for hopping on. Bear sends in a super chat saying, 
Denise, you started the stream with nothing and slowly builds an empire. You are the example for Latina women and girls following in your footsteps. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. Honestly, um, a lot of you know that it was a huge risk for me to move my podcast over from F4W to my channel because, you know, I it was a risk, guys. It was a risk because they already had an audience and on top of that, I was getting, you know, paid to do those shows. And so now I, you know, risked that and basically just counted on what I can offer here. So I'm really happy I made the move, though, because it has been growing my YouTube channel. And on top of that, I feel like it's been growing this uh, relationship between me and and you guys, the viewers. And so that's been really nice. So um, thank you so much to Bear Hudson for sending in the super chat. It means a lot to me. Uh, Darf Steven sends in a super chat saying, we have a triple threat at SummerSlam. Asuka wins and then EO cashes in only for Bailey to ruin the cash in and EO officially becomes a baby face. Okay, hold on. So you're saying Asuka wins and then EO cashes in only for Bailey to ruin her cash in and EO officially becoming a baby face. I feel like that would be kind of, I mean, that would be good. That, I wouldn't be opposed to that happening, uh, especially because I don't know if I actually see EO having a successful cash in. If you were to ask me right now if I think she is, I'm not really feeling it in terms of actually seeing that happen right now because I just feel like the focus really feels like it's Bianca and Charlotte. Bianca and Charlotte really do feel like the focus of this story. And so I don't know if that includes EO as a money in the bank holder, a successful cash I don't, I don't know if that means she's going to have a successful cash in at all. I really don't. And the other thing is, like, we still need to get Asuka EO. That's still something that people have been waiting for. And I think it would be pretty damn effed up if we didn't get Asuka versus EO at some point. Because that was, like, legitimately, like, the main reason why people wanted to see EO Sky win the Money in the Bank briefcase. People want to see her wrestle Asuka, have a program with Asuka. We got that tease on the Grayson Waller effect where they were both just yelling at each other. That was really good. And so hopefully at some point we get that follow-up. We'll see. Uh, Steven, thank you so much for that super chat as well. And let's get into something that I really liked on the show. And that was the United States Championship Inventational Match that was announced today by WWE. So basically today... They did a fatal four-way match. The winner from that is going to go on to face four other guys, I think, next week. And then those two guys will face each other. And then whoever wins that will get a match against Austin Theory for the United States Championship. So there's kind of a lot to unpack here because today's fatal four-way included AJ Styles, Santos Escobar, Butch, and Grayson Waller. Now, I'm looking at these options and I was thinking, Grayson Waller, to me, was the obvious choice to win this whole thing, take it all the way, and do the thing against Austin Theory because there's a whole lot here. And I'm still thinking they're going to do Grayson Waller-Austin Theory because they teased it a whole lot today. So Austin Theory was on commentary, and Grayson Waller 
was kind of having a little bit of an argument with him prior to the match actually starting. They even mentioned on commentary how people have made comparisons of Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. And Austin Theory did not like that. And you're looking at everything that Grayson Waller has done. Like last week, he had that match with Edge. And Edge kind of, you know, basically put him over. He gave him the approval by telling him he did when he had told him he was either going to sink or swim, and then after their match, tells him that he actually swam, that was Edge kind of giving Grayson Waller this nod of approval, and we got to see that. Then on top of that, he got attention from Dwayne The Rock Johnson on social media, okay? Uh, I don't know how many of you guys saw that exchange on Twitter, but for The Rock and Grayson to kind of have this interaction... Grayson knows what he's doing, guys. And it's funny because now that I think about it, holy shit, I just thought about this right now. How Grayson Waller has always wanted to do this, like, his whole NXT bit was that he was going to go viral and that he knows how to go viral and viral this. But he never really actually did, right? Like, we were talking about this. Like, he didn't actually ever have, like, those viral moments. It was just part of his character. And now... He actually did because the interaction with him and The Rock got probably the most attention any of his like tweets or anything has ever gotten. So now he actually did get that moment. But on top of that, the guy has gotten, you know, we talk about his NXT, the stuff that he did on NXT with Shawn Michaels, with AJ Styles. And then he had that whole moment with John Cena. I mean, the guy has kind of been getting the rub from a lot of different people. So at this point, I'm kind of seeing like all the stars are aligning for Grayson Waller. And good for him, man. I'm a fan. Good for him. But anyways, so I really thought that he was going to be the one to win this and take it all the way. Uh, he did not. This was actually a really good match. All of these guys are great workers, as you guys know, and all of them had really fun interactions. And it's funny because I was planning on coming onto this podcast and being like, Grayson Waller won. And we all knew it, right? No. But then I was also going to say, Santos Escobar did really good in this match. But lo and behold... Not only did Santos Escobar do really good in this match because he had some really nice back and forth with AJ Styles, with Butch, but Santos Escobar actually got the victory here. And I was like, oh shit, I did not see that coming at all. I really thought this was a dead giveaway for Grayson Waller. So them having Santos Escobar pick up the win, I thought was pretty interesting. But again, he still has to defeat the other person in the Fatal 4-Way, the other Fatal 4-Way coming up to actually get the title shot against Austin Theory. So they, Rey Mysterio is apparently going to be in the other one because he had a promo basically announcing himself to be in it. Uh, Cameron Grimes. And then the other person was Sheamus. I don't think they ever did a fourth person unless I missed it. Unless I missed it, I don't recall there being a fourth person. But someone please correct me if I missed it. So I don't know what that's going to look like. But I was very surprised that they had Santos win. I'm happy for him, though, because we've been talking about how they... God, it feels like forever ago when we were sitting here talking about Backlash and when we were sitting here talking about Puerto Rico and the LWO. Uh, it feels like forever ago, but we were talking about how they the LWO is like pretty cool act on the show, but they weren't giving them any wins at all. Thank you, guys. I forgot LA Knight for a second. 
<laughs> Thank you guys, because I separated that. Okay. And that was part of the topic that I was going to bring up next. My bad. Sorry, guys. Okay. So let me get into LA night. <laughs> I forgot the other person. <laughs> and it was LA night. <laughs> oh, no. All right. LA night goes out there. He has a promo. And he goes out there and he says, the first thing he says is that people has been using his name for clicks, okay? He says is people have been using his name for clicks. Now, one of the things that has been going down on social media, for those of you who aren't on Twitter or anything, is there has been some controversy. Some things have been said by certain people about LA Knight. And it's been a topic, a hot topic, okay? And so he came out here and he pretty much, you know, reading between the lines alluded to that and people using his name for clickbait and all of that, whatever. So then he says that WWE, he is the best decision that WWE has ever made and that he's coming for the United States title. And he said sooner or later that he will become champ. So thank you guys, because... Now we're looking at Rey Mysterio, Cameron Grimes, Sheamus, and LA Knight. I can't imagine that LA Knight, looking at these options, I cannot imagine LA Knight not winning this. Because there had to be another plan for him. If they weren't going to have him win at the Money in the Bank, which a lot of people were expecting. Okay, so now... If you don't have him win this and go on to face Austin Theory, what the hell? I think I would be like really shocked if they did not, if they did not have him win. I would be really shocked. So with that being said, I'm expecting to see Santos Escobar, Ali Knight, and then Ali Knight, Austin Theory. So we'll see. But uh, thank you so much for <laughs> Zeno Hour. <laughs> your views and clicks <laughs> good one thank you so much for sending that one and that made me laugh actually uh and apologies to everybody guys i'm a little bit uh messed up a little bit there but we got it together all right let's get these super chats in here because we got a couple here that i haven't read yet and this one's from david caplin who says hey denise could you see a scenario that jay so could win the world title also which new female superstar do you think will rise to a major star uh there are so many options when it comes over to the nxt side of things and of course off the top of my head roxanne cora jay tiffany stratton god all of those women are they're gonna be i think big stars Give them their time. In a couple of years, they're going to be up there. But give them time, guys. It's all a matter of time. Shall And then, oh, the question about Jey Uso. I don't know. I don't know. It feels like that would be, if they're really going to do this full circle thing, maybe it could be Jey Uso. I just don't know anymore because you still have, not only do you have the Jey Uso aspect of this story, but you also have a whole other thing where you still got Cody there. You still got Cody. So I just don't know anymore. Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, I'm sick and tired of Charlotte being in the title picture. Like, for real, can we build up some other women and make them legit contenders instead of using the same damn people win week in and week out FFS? Now, I know exactly what FFS means, but I'm trying to watch my language. So, you know, 
But uh, thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for also sending in this super chat. You already know how I feel about Charlotte. I love Charlotte. And I love that interaction that she had not too long ago with Bianca Belair. And I think that Charlotte, with anybody in the ring, she's always going to have phenomenal matches. They're always going to have phenomenal matches. And so for that reason, I cannot ever dis. Charlotte Flair. Sensible Cynical sends in a super chat saying, do you think LA Knight is world title material? That's a tough question to answer, guys. It's a tough question to answer. And the reason I say that is because I know that LA Knight is already super over. That's that that's that's just fact. He's over. Whether you like him, whether you don't, whether you're indifferent to LA Knight, he is over. And you see that every week. For me personally, I still haven't had my moments where I go, I see it now. I see why people are fans of Ali Knight. I get it. But for me, I'm still waiting for that feud, that match, or that promo, or actually all three, for me to say that, yes, I would agree with that. And I'm sure he'd be great, but I'm still waiting. I still need to see a feud in WWE with LA Knight that is really going to get my interest. It hasn't happened yet. And so until I get that, until I get a hot feud, hot matches, some really, really hot promos, then I'm all in. Right now, I'm just observing everybody in the pool, guys. I have not put on the sunscreen. I have not gone into the pool yet. I'm just observing with my shades and my hat on, and I'm just chilling in the barbecue and eating some chips, watching everybody else in the pool. Um, sensible, uh, sensible, sensibly cynical. Thank you so much for the super chat. And you guys already know that because everybody's already known that uh, about me. But Stephen Marchulli sends in a super chat saying, Grayson Waller affect modern day uh, Piper's pit. Do LA Knight versus Walker. Do LA Knight versus uh, Walker on a big show. Stephen Marchulli, thank you so much. By the way, Waller. I was like, what are you talking about? It took me a second, Stephen. I was reading your message. And I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> I just realized you had a typo. Okay. It took me a second. I'm like, why is he saying Walker? Who's Walker? <laughs> I'm dead. All right. Um, <laughs> no time. I'm like this people, you know, those people that like are on the, uh, your, your news anchors, they read directly from a teleprompter. And so like, if you put it in the teleprompter, they will read it. I'm that person. You put it in the super chat. I will read it the way it's exactly said, <laughs> but Ellie Knight versus Grayson Waller on a big show. Yes, I can definitely see that because again, Grayson Waller, um, is getting over, guys. He's getting over in his own way. Different from LA Knight. Different from LA Knight. Uh, but now it's kind of crazy when you think about, like, all of, like, the spot. There's a spot to grab, right? And now you're seeing LA Knight, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, all kind of, you know, slowly trying to get there, climbing to get that spot. Um, I thought that spot was going to be for Austin Theory for a really long time. The fans want that spot to be for LA Knight, but Grayson Waller is also creeping up on in there. So who knows what we got here, but thank you so much to Stephen Marchulli for sending in that message and getting me going like, who the hell is Walker? Johnny sends in a super chat saying LA Knight versus New York Knight will be a great feud. I still hate that name, guys. I still hate that name all right i really wish they just 
kept him as you know if he would have been like i don't know if he could have been eli drake just in wwe i don't know the details of that but i just don't like the name la knight but I, because i visualize it and knight i visualize a knight you know the ones with the armor and everything the ones that you see in the castles in the movie shrek that's what i think about and so i cannot get that out of my head and so that's why i hate the name but whatever Heidi Ho sends in a super chat saying, I love Ali Knight. Uh, I think he's a perfect for a mid-card title. He would get the U.S. title over like it hasn't been in forever. I feel bad, guys, because every week it's the same thing. And I really like Austin Theory, and I really want to see Austin Theory thrive. But every week I'm like, damn, who's the U.S. champion again? Oh, yeah, it's Austin Theory. You don't want that. You don't want that. I ain't forgetting who the Intercontinental champion is. Hell no, I ain't forgetting who the Intercontinental Champion is. I'm not forgetting who your freaking Undisputed Universal 1000 Names freaking Champion is. I'm not forgetting who your World Heavyweight Champion is. No, but every single week I have to remind myself, oh yeah, Austin Theory is the US Champion. And that is not cool, man. You don't want that. And I, per, I part of me feels that... After WrestleMania, after his defeat of John Cena, it didn't really feel like they continued moving that. They didn't continue moving things along for Austin Theory when they should have. Like the man had a WrestleMania match. Let's break this down. The man had a WrestleMania match against John Cena at WrestleMania in Hollywood. Think about that. Let that settle in. Regardless of whether or not you thought the match sucked or not, um, it still happened. He still got that moment, defeated up. There had to be, like, you had to take that and run with it. If this is the person that you want to set up for, set up to succeed on, on the show, on the roster, make some big names for yourself, run with that I don't feel like they did that and so that's been kind of unfortunate but and now and now it feels like they're like I said that spot that Austin Theory kind of had that felt like it was meant for him now feels like there is there's Ellie Knight scraping away at it there's Grayson Waller scraping at away at it so we'll see but Heidi Hope thank you so much for the super chat as well and uh let's go ahead and just press on from here and uh let's see what else we got to everybody i love how everybody's in my comments just going yeah <laughs> i do gotta admit though i love the yeah the yeah is fun i really do think the yeah is fun but y'all already know that okay so and i know we okay so aside from this let's get into before we get into the juso stuff i want to get into Let's see what we got here. I want to talk about the Shotzi Blackheart uh, video that we got because we talked about Bailey earlier and I wanted to talk about that then too, but I kind of moved along. So that was my bad. Also, I didn't put it in my notes, so I messed that up here, but it's okay. So let's talk about Shotzi and Bailey. So last week we saw Bailey and Sky backstage they were confronted by Shotzi and so then Bailey and EO attack her two-on-one and during this attack Bailey cuts her hair okay and so last week I'm thinking oh my gosh are they gonna reinvent 
Shotzi? Like, what are they doing? Are they reinventing her? Clearly, the fact that she cut her hair, I was thinking, okay, clearly Shotzi's going to cut her hair or they're going to lead to a hair versus hair match. I don't know. That, that was sort of along the lines of what I was thinking was going to happen. So after everything went down earlier in the night with EO Sky and Shotzi and everything we talked about, there was a moment where... um. So this, excuse me, this was actually after Zelina Vega and Bailey. So Zelina Vega and Bailey had a match. Bailey wins this match. After this match was when we saw the video package of Shotzi popping up on the screen. And this was phenomenally executed, okay? So Shotzi goes up there and she is basically telling her, you think that, you, you, you think that you scared me. And she starts telling her, like, I am not scared of you. In fact, I'm the one with the control. I'm the one with, with it, with the power. I'm the one with the control. And she starts talking about how, you know, maybe she's just a little bit weird. And she doesn't want Bailey and EO to think that they got the last laugh by cutting her hair. So she takes the razor and she shaves her own head off, her head, her hair. She shaves her hair off. And the video and everything and the, all of the words she used, the verbiage, everything was really well done. They, they made her come across as a psycho, right? They made her come across as a psycho, as this mad woman who is no longer just Shotzi on the roster. No, now she is Shotzi who's on the freaking loose on the roster. So that's pretty much the storyline here. And Bailey was, you know, looking not so confident anymore. She was looking a little bit terrified of Shotzi. And so storyline wise, this was a huge, huge thing for Shotzi because now all of a sudden her character, her dynamic, everything has changed for her everything prior to this they didn't really seem to know what they were doing with Shotzi how they were going to use her uh it seemed like nothing was really clicking or working for Shotzi and so now with this storyline with her and Bailey not only are we going to have a storyline that's not for the title that's not just surrounding Asuka that's not just surrounding Charlotte and Bianca but now we have another woman's story on the show to grab a hold of so I think this is going to do awesome for, for Shotzi in terms of giving her some sort of direction on the show. She's going to be working with Bailey, who is a freaking awesome person in terms of like a mastermind, right? Like everything she did, one of my favorite feuds ever was, I mean, you can talk about so many different feuds that Bailey has had, but one of my favorite ones in recent memory was the ones with her and Bianca. And I really loved all the stories that they told and their different matches that they had. Clearly Bailey has had way more, you know, amazing feuds and matches and everything, but, um, you just know that Bailey is kind of the perfect person to help Shotzi go from new girl on the show with potential to something much more than that. Because Shotzi has a very unique look, very unique look. And now it's just a matter of actually finding something for her that could possibly work. So that's all the storyline purposes of it. So um, one of the things that many of you guys might have seen on social media, I actually didn't find out until today, but uh, if you go on social media, you'll see this. So, Real life stuff now is um, apparently Shotzi's sister has cancer. 
And as you guys know, with cancer comes chemo. And, you know, with that comes a lot of stuff, including hair loss. And so a lot of times you see people that will shave their hair off in solidarity with another person, another member in their family that is going through chemo. And so that's basically the word going around is that's why she did it was in solidarity with her sister. So that's the real life stuff. And then we broke down the storyline stuff. So um, yeah, of course, Jesus, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Don't even want to put myself in those shoes or anything like that, but uh, more power to her. And, you know, more power to her, man, more power to her and respect, honestly, because that that takes a whole lot of courage to do a whole lot of courage. Uh, we got a couple of super chats to get into here right now. And this one is from uh, Bobby Means, who says Shotzi versus Bailey would be a banger storyline. Well, it's looking like it's, well, it's definitely happening, right? It's definitely happening. We're in the midst of it. And I Really, really hope that this is the thing that catapults uh, Shotzi into a whole other uh, level here on the show. And then we got a super chat here from Dream Ninja 77 who says it's a great character and storyline development for a reason for Shotzi to shave her head in support of her sister battling cancer. Agreed. Agreed. Brandon Rosen sends in a super chat saying, honestly, this is the most interested I've been in Shotzi in a long time. That video package was badass. It really was, guys. Uh, I really liked it. If you guys haven't seen it yet, you can find it on Twitter. It's like less than two minutes long, and I think you guys will enjoy it. Mike Parker sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Mike, who says, poor Zelina reduced to just a background player after getting so over such a short time ago. I get they have other stuff going in, going on, but still feel she deserves better. And you know, that's the thing about Zelina. She did a really good job in that match with Rhea and everybody knew she was going to lose. And nobody I think was expecting her to defeat Rhea. She got her moment in Puerto Rico. That was the win within itself. And then on top of that, she came out of that and she had a lot of really good moments in the women's money in the bank match. Uh, I loved so much of what she did in that match. She was one of the, the the competitors that I thought stood out to me the most in terms of like doing all of these unique spots. Uh, Zelina did great. She really, really did. But, um, and I don't want to say that that's it. No, no, that's not it. I just feel like, you know, there's clearly still more to be done there. But I would say baby steps, baby steps. But I do think, though, that this match with Zelina and Bailey, because here's the thing, like, the highlight for Zelina in this match was when she took out the chancla and she started like hitting Bailey, hitting Bailey, hitting Bailey, but hit, Bailey hits her finisher, gets the win, and that's it. So it did feel very abrupt. And I think that's why you get the feeling of like, oh, she was reduced to just the background player in this larger story with Shotzi and Bailey. So yeah, I get what you mean by that. But, you know, hopefully they figure something out with her in terms of just keeping what she kind of built coming off of joining the LWO and also backlash. And I hope that they, maybe they can get some of that going, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, thank you so much to Mike Parker for sending in that super chat. All righty. And 
Oh, man. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, Anthony, I already talked about Bobby Lashley and Street Profits. In, in case you missed it, you can rewind. But I didn't want you to think that I forgot because I did talk about it. But Zeno Hour sends it his comments saying, hear me at Denise Salcedo plus Roxanne Perez plus Zelina equals Petite Deadly. Oh, you know, I'm actually taller than Zelina. Okay, I'm not taller than many people. So I'm going to have to brag on this one because I am taller than Zelina. Uh, I actually look like a monster next to her. I couldn't believe it go watch that interview with me and the lwo i freaking look like almost omas whatever the hell his name is i freaking look like omas in that interview i kid you not go check it out all right so um all right let's get into the bloodline stuff we had jay uso going out there and jay uso is talking about how he and jimmy were inseparable ever since they were kids growing up together they're twins they're inseparable and he said when his brother's sad, he's sad. When his brother's angry, he's angry. And he says, I never thought that my brother would be hurt by my own family member. Yeah, Paul Heyman and Sola Sokoa go out there. Paul Heyman is like, this is all your fault. What happened to Jimmy is all your fault. Then he goes off and blames Jey Uso. And Jey Uso's kind of just standing there. And then finally, Paul Heyman directs his... He's like, I don't know why I'm telling you all of this. I'm going to direct this directly to Jimmy. And so he starts talking directly to the camera. And then he tells Jimmy like, hey, it's your fave Juso. And I heard it. And I was like, oh, I think I heard wrong. I don't think he said Juso. And then I go on Twitter and I see Juso trending. And I'm like, God damn it. Paul Heyman really did say Juso. <laughs> really funny, actually. But um, so. So then he goes on and he tells, he's, he starts blaming everything on Jay. He tells Jay, I don't know how Jimmy can forgive you. I know that your father will never forgive you. Your mother will never forgive you. I will never forgive you. Roman will never forgive you. We're all still here. Clearly, all of us are waiting to see some additional family members get involved into this story. Like all of us are waiting to see Rikishi involved in this. Like we're all just like, Waiting for the moment and clearly like we have felt this for a really long time. Like it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But I think Paul Heyman today mentioning like your father, your mother. Uh, I really do think that we're getting closer and closer to that, to getting more involvement with the family. But uh, Solo Sokoa then gets in his brother's face and says, I will never forgive you either. And then Solo attacks that to Solo attacks him. But then Jay they go back and forth here a little bit. Jay even attacks Paul Heyman, Solo Sokoa. So that's pretty much how we close out this whole thing. Now, I do think it's a little clearly Paul Heyman is saying all of this to get into Jay's head, right? To fuck him up because he clearly already challenged Roman Reigns. So he just wants to mess with him, right? He wants to take away chip at everything that he has and try to beat down his character, try to beat down his spirit so that he doesn't defeat Roman Reigns. But while I'm watching this, I'm thinking, man, Jey Uso's taking all the blame here when it was Jimmy who super kicked Roman Reigns in the first place. They were all happy getting back together again. And Jimmy was the one who super kicked him. So I feel like them putting all the blame on Jey Uso is a little silly, but um, clearly we know why he's doing it. But let's not forget that Jimmy Uso was the one who super kicked Roman Reigns. All right. Let's not forget that. Either way, uh, last week's uh, everything that went down with the tribal court, I didn't get a chance to come on here and say that uh, 
Roman Reigns shedding a tear, guys. Roman Reigns shedding a tear last week had me like, God dang it, Roman. I was not expecting him to actually shed a whole tear. Like, I knew, though. I knew, though. There was no way when he got down on his knees that... Like, I didn't fall for it. Even though the man cried, I did not fall for it at all. Like, I knew something was going to happen. And then it did when he hit him with that low blow. But I'm loving this. I'm loving what it's doing for Jey Uso, for, for everybody involved. But in particular, Jey Uso, because this is all coming around full circle, as we've mentioned in the past. But this is good stuff, guys, with the bloodline. And we got a super chat here from uh, Sheldon Jackson, who says, off subject, Denise, did you watch the G1 Climax press conference that happened today? Kenta, um, we had uh, Kenta, Shane Hates were hilarious. Also, the way that Eddie showed up at the end, Chef's Kiss Amazing. I did not see it, guys. I have not watched the press conference. I'm going to be honest with you, everyone. Um, WAW, doesn't matter what promotion. If I'm not at the press conference, I ain't watching it. Don't ask me why. If I ain't there, I ain't watching it. For some reason, I can't get interested if I'm not there. I just wait. I just wait and read the, the key points that I need to know, and that's it. But if I'm not there, I will not watch it. <laughs> Sheldon, thank you so much for the super chat. All right. And um, Anthony Halley says he needs a Grammy. Well, technically, a Grammy is for singing, not for, like, crying. But anyways, we'll move on from here. Let's get into... We got one more thing to talk about, actually. We actually went through everything already. We got one more thing, and that is Sheamus and Ridge Holland uh, versus Pretty Deadly. This is a fine little match here, guys. A fine little match that ended up getting Pretty Deadly the win after Bridge ended up going straight in through this exposed turnbuckle. And so it allowed Pretty Deadly to pick up the win. I thought this was perfectly fine because, dude, the Brawling Brutes, we already know they're kick-ass. We already know they're dangerous. Pretty Deadly needs a win. They really, really do. They're picking up, starting to pick up some steam. They're an act that people like. Uh, I definitely enjoyed this match, and I enjoyed seeing Pretty Deadly get the win there. Nothing else, Nothing much else that I want to say about that. Um, but that, my friends, was Friday Night SmackDown for today. Um Man, good show overall. I really do think that SmackDown is the show that is the easiest to watch from WWE. Uh, it's the easiest show by far to watch really fast up. Um, all right, guys, and that's about it for today. I will be back tomorrow for Collision. So if you guys want to come in and talk about that. Please come on in. I'll be live immediately after Collision ends. It would really mean a lot to me if some of you guys came out to check out the show. Also, um, this weekend, I will be dropping uh, All Elite, All Elite, what's it called? The freaking All Elite Crate. There you go. I've done like five of those unboxing videos, and I already forgot the name of the actual subscription. All Elite Crate Unboxing. The next one is coming on up, and so I'm going to be doing the unboxing video soon, and so I'll be posting that at some point this weekend. And then next week, just a friendly reminder, I won't be here this Tuesday because I will be elsewhere, and you can find out more about that later, not today. And then on top of that, Reg and I will be back on Wednesday for uh, Blood and Guts, AW Dynamite Conversation, all of that. Alrighty, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you guys tomorrow for Collision.
Bye, everyone.